0: Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Tribe of Christians podcast. I am your host and teacher, Brandon Dawson. I'll be giving you guys a profiting outlook for our coming new year 2022, which is literally just a few days around the corner. And then as always, I'm going to be sure to include all of the links and the relevant messages or words that I mentioned in this message right below in our about section and also in the comment section for your reference for a later time. If you guys are not already, you can also subscribe on our website with your email. You don't need anything else, just your email, then that way you'll be notified immediately uh, anytime a new publication or teaching is published on our site. Now, you guys can also find us on any kind of podcast platform out there if you're a podcast listener type of person. We are on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, and Amazon, a whole bunch of other ones. So that way you can subscribe there as well to get alerted on new podcasts that we do. Now, every year I give two annual prophetic words for the coming new year. I'll give the first one prior to September for the Jewish New Year using the Hebrew alphabet in a system called Gematria, which is based upon the lunar moon cycles or the Hebrew calendar. And then I'll give the second one usually around January or uh, or just prior to January, which is based upon the Gregorian calendar system, which we use, which is based on the solar sun cycles. Now, the Jewish New Year falls usually around the month of September, along with all the different high festival feasts. And the prophetic word for this Jewish New Year for 5782, which I called the year of Tov Bed. Is already up and published, so if you guys want to go back and you want to watch that message, you definitely can. I would encourage you to. It's on also on all of our social media platforms, including our podcast platforms. A lot of information I'll be giving in this message will also be based upon that message. So if you guys haven't seen it or listened to it yet, definitely check it out. It's got a lot more inf- information, and it's a lot more in-depth uh, on the Hebrew calendar so for this message i'm going to be focusing on the numbers 20 and 22 for the year 2022 now i will be taking a very in-depth look at those numbers and how they occur and are represented throughout the bible and throughout biblical and prophetic patterns and i'm going to convey a prophetic outlook for this coming year 2022 and when we take a look at this coming year through these different biblical patterns and these different numbers you're going to see a very central theme or a message that deals with duality. The, uh, this duality that exists in the governments, that exists in the church, that exists in Israel, and exists in our nation, also exists between the kingdom of God and the world. Now, I've been doing this system of prophecy for the last five years, and this system has been very effective and very accurate so i'll give you guys a few examples of what we did for the last few years last year was 2021 the number 21 in the bible usually is symbolized or it represents wickedness and also rebellion and the hebrew and in the hebrew the 21st hebrew letter is represented by the letter shin which means teeth Sharp or it can mean to press. Now the letter Shin can also symbolize in Kabbalistic literature, retribution, and also judgment through destruction. So in that message for last year, I talked about how that number could symbolize a wicked and a rebellious government. And so through the 2020 elections, when Biden and Harris were sworn into the presidency, January of 2021, and since then, throughout that entire year we saw an unprecedented amount of evil and oppression through the Biden administration through forced mandates, which parallel the things that actually happen in the future concerning the end times and the mark of the beast. Now, the year before that was 2020, dealing with the number 20. We're going to see that dealing with 2022 as well in the Bible, and that number can represent a waiting or a testing period. 2020 was uh, also represented by the letter Uh, The Hebrew letter pay in the Hebrew alphabet for the Hebrew year 5780. And that also symbolizes uh, the mouth. So 2020 was actually the teeth, and 2020 was the mouth. The teeth are an extension within the mouth, and certainly we saw that. So 9-11 was in fact 20 years ago this past September. And so in that message, I talked a lot about how 2020 would be a year of testing and tribulation and that the choices made in 2020 would determine the course of action for our nation over the next decade. And then in addition to an election year, 2020 was also a census year. Now, there were a lot of prophetic parallels that year in comparison to Israel during the time of King David's reign when there was uh, similarly a census also occurring, and then there was also a major plague that broke out, killing over 70,000 Israelites over three days. Now, ultimately, this event led to the building of the first temple that was built by King David's son Solomon. There were also a lot of parallels and connections between our nation and Israel that occurred that year now 2019 dealing with the numbers 19 and also the number nine the number 19 which is the combination of 10 and 9 usually denotes god's perfect order in regard to his judgments in the bible now the number nine is used 49 times in scripture and can be symbolized uh, or it can symbolize a divine completeness or it can convey the meaning of finality dealing with judgment because Jesus died at the ninth hour of the day, which is 3 p.m. Now, the Hebrew number for the letter 9 in the Hebrew is the letter word or word tet, which is also a paradoxical number, which can imply two emphases or two completely different set of consequences from two completely different choices. So that number, the number 9, can also represent childbirth. And if you look at the pictograph of the Hebrew letter, Uh, It can either look like a coiled up serpent or a pregnant woman in which the the Bible frequently uses pregnancy uh, to describe periods of testing and tribulation. So therefore, in that message, I talked about the warnings of abortion and also uh, the possibility of judgment against our nation if we should infringe upon the land of Israel. Now, that word was published in December December of 2018. And so about one month after that word, uh, December 22nd, I believe, New York passed late-term abortion, which was followed by several other Democratic states. And then about one week after that, what happened? January 26 of 2019, our nation put forward a two-state solution that would have divided up parts of Israel and given it to the Palestinians. So for three years later, Three years later, here we are, and we are still dealing with the consequences of the aftermath of all those events. And you'll also notice that certain leaders are also no longer in their positions that were directly involved with those situations. Now, whichever perspective or whatever beliefs you may have, if you truly believe that God is sovereign, you'll learn to see that nothing is ever by accident or coincidences, or especially in biblical prophecy. So I also talk a lot more in depth about those situations that occurred specifically in our Northeast Coast Prophecies message. So if you haven't seen that, definitely give it a definitely check it out. Now, there are also some interesting parallels in the Bible concerning the number 22 for the year 2022. What's coming up? The number 22 is a double 11. It also consists of two sets of the number two. And if you look at the entire number for the year 2022, we also have the number 20. So right off the bat, there are several consistent themes going on here. We've got the number 11, which symbolizes disorder and chaos. And it also represents testing, which is where we get the phrase the 11th hour from. And since the number 22 is the number 11 twice, there is also this theme of duality and plurality, especially in the number two. In the Bible, there are several reoccurrences of the number 22, in which most of these cases can be summarized by disorganization, by chaos, and also rebellion. Now, because Solomon allowed his wives to worship false idols and he did not remove the idols, the Lord actually stripped the kingdom away from Solomon, except for one tribe, which was the tribe of Judah. And then during the reign of, it was stripped from him during the reign of his son, Rehoboam, where the kingdom was then divided up into two parts, also sparking war between the two kingdoms. Now, when Israel divided into two kingdoms, you had the northern kingdom of Israel, which was the area of Samaria, and then you had the southern kingdom, which was referred to as Judea. Now, the first king, the first king of northern Israel was Jeroboam. He reigned for 22 years. Now Jeroboam was an evil king. So this event and that number is not only marked by division, but is also marked by duality, disorder, and rebellion. Now this is also there's also another interesting parallel to the United States uh, to in connection to Israel that our United States is also divided up by a two party system. Another interesting connection or parallel that we have to this story is that Solomon's sin was not only marrying foreign women, but also allowing them to worship false idols. It was idolatry. And that's what led, ultimately led, to the kingdom splitting into two different kingdoms. And if you look at Daniel chapter 11, Daniel chapter 11, verses 37 and 40, this passage is a prophecy concerning the Antichrist who will exalt himself himself and in verses 37 and 38, take and listen to this. The king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every god and will say of unheard of things against the god of gods. He will be successful until the time of wrath is completed. For what has been determined must take place. He will show no regard for the gods of his ancestors or for the one desired by women. Nor will he regard any god, but will exalt himself above them all. Instead of them, he will honor a god of fortress, a god unknown to his ancestors. He will honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and costly gifts. Now that passage has been debated over and over by scholars and theologists because for some reason they can't agree who this passage uh, is actually talking about and why it mentions the idols worshipped by women. So it's a direct, a direct link And it references uh, to what began with the wives of Solomon. This has been a crucial temptation that men have struggled with since the very beginning, beginning with Adam. And it was also persistent in the story of Jezebel through the story of the kings in Israel. We see the same exact spirit impacting the men in our nation and manipulating our women. I've talked a lot about that, especially with what is occurring right now with Jill Biden and what happened next or what's going to happen next to uh, Kamala Harris, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about in just a moment. But it's a consistent theme with the number two, dealing with duality, dealing with division between men and women, most often resulting in idolatry and disobedience. Now, if you read throughout the book of Kings, and you also read uh, in the book of Chronicles, kings were either summarized, uh, at the end of their life, they were summarized by one or two different ways. If they did evil, they were referred to as Jeroboam or Rehoboam. And if they did right, they were referred to by David. So this also marked a set of standards and a precedence over Israel in their two kingdoms throughout the entire Bible concerning leadership. King Ahab, the guy who is famous for his wife Jezebel that we just talked about, in the showdown with the prophet Elijah, Ahab, who is considered one of the worst kings uh, that Israel has ever had, also reigned for about the same amount of time as Jeroboam for 22 years. King Ammon, who only ruled for two years, who only ruled for two years, also considered one of the worst kings uh, of Judah that Judah ever had, began his rule also at the age of 22. So there is a consistent theme with this number 22 in connection with disorder, in connection with rebellion, and also lawless leadership. Now, the Hebrew alphabet is also made up of 22 letters. The 22nd Hebrew alphabet letter, which is also the very last letter in the Hebrew alphabet, is the letter tav. Now, that word Tav is very significant. It's connected to Passover. It's also connected to the destruction of of Solomon's temple. And it's also connected to the mark of the beast in Revelation chapter 13. Now, listen to this. This is very significant. I talked a lot about this uh, when I did the message for the Jewish New Year this past September. In Ezekiel chapter 9, at the destruction of the temple during the Babylonian siege, God gave the prophet Ezekiel a vision where he heard and he saw God instruct six men to go throughout the city of Jerusalem and to place a mark or a top of protection on the foreheads of all the people who grieved over the sins that were being committed. So when destruction was carried out, God spared only the people who had God's mark of protection on their foreheads. Now these events actually Uh, inevitably led into the events we read about in Jeremiah and also in Daniel concerning false shepherds and with false teachers and false prophets. Now, when Trump was not reaffirmed for a second term in 2020 as president, that shined a lot of light on just how rampant false prophets and false teachings have run throughout the entire church. We have uh, a lot of these things we are dealing with are in the same exact issues and context that was Occurring in Israel at the time of the destruction of the temple, so similarly we're seeing the same things occurring. We're also seeing the same things occurring in the Exodus, in the book of Exodus, with the tav, or in this act of marking something, when God instructed Israel to mark the doorposts with lamb's blood, so that the angel of death would pass over them and not enter their house. Now, the same thing also occurs in both Revelation 13 and 14, where there are two markings occurring, the mark of the beast for those who worship the beast, and then God's mark of protection on the 144,000 witnesses. Now, Jesus tells us concerning the parable of the wheat and the tares that there are two harvests, one meant for redemption and the other meant for destruction. They are separated at the threshing floor. And this is another theme of how duality works and why it is so important for us to not follow the world standards. When dealing with duality, when you look at the wheat and the tear, they look very similar uh, from a distance and you wouldn't even know the difference. But the wheat produces far more greater seeds, it's stronger and it has a stronger stock than the tear. And then the seeds from wheat are edible. And they're profitable, where the seeds from the tear are, in fact, poisonous. Now, this message uh, this message wasn't about the world versus the church, this parable. That, that parable was for the church concerning the differences between real and fake Christians, between false prophets and real prophets, between false teachers and real teachers. Now, from the distance, even close up, everyone uh, looks like wheat some having the form of godliness uh, but deny the power thereof and paul and peter uh, talk about that specifically concerning the end times and the spirit of lawlessness and the antichrist there are those in the church who look like they are saved uh, sanctified and holy ghost filled until they reach the threshing floor and that ultimately is what determines who is who the threshing floor is necessary it's a place where the seeds were separated from the vine This is a painful time in a Christian's life because it's where tests and trials and tribulations comes to prove the faith and distinguish the difference between real and fake. Now, one can tell what Christians is victorious. You can tell the difference between the real Christians through the seeds that they produce. We are uh, all overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and through the word of our testimony And for this cause, our seeds, what we produce, should be edible. It should be profitable to others. The seeds from wheat are heavy, and they're full. And they look very different uh, when full grown. The bow... Wheat actually bows uh, to the wind. When the wind hits, the wheat will actually bow, and therefore, when you see uh, the wheat at its peak and ready for harvest, they are all bent according to which way the wind blows. Now, the Holy Spirit will cause us to stay on bended knees. That these are those who spent time with the with the Lord, and they obeyed his word to the letter, Uh, they had no other choice because uh, the seeds that were planted in them are so strong and so mighty to stand upright with pride. And then the tear is prideful and boastful. There are stubborn, uh, reprobated and self-endowed. They act like wheat, but if you eat their seeds, or eat the seeds from the tear, it causes severe nausea. It can uh, produce vomit and severe headaches and a whole host of other illnesses, it is poisonous. And so we're seeing a very similar situation that are occurring right now, not just in our nation, but throughout the entire world concerning the pandemic. I'm not going to say that this stuff uh, that we're seeing happening right now is that we're seeing with the mandates as the Antichrist, but what I can say is that there are a lot of similarities and a lot of foreshadows occurring right now that will take place with the events that happened during the tribulation period with the mark of the beast. And whenever you see things like that occurring, you know that it's all geared up for one main big event. One main big event, which is purposed for a separation between the wheat and the tares, the threshing for, and for a coming harvest. And in the Bible, this means both destruction and salvation. And then Egypt, with the Exodus, God brought massive destruction against the Egyptians through plagues, but he also brought salvation to Israel by leading them out of Egypt. Revelation 18.4, concerning the judgment and the destruction of Babylon, the Bible tells us that, I heard another voice calling from heaven, come away from her, my people. Do not take part in her sins, or you will be punished with her. So there is this theme and this calling to the church in this present time. And in this season that we're in, this calling to have nothing to do with the sins that are occurring, to not take any part of it. And this is where we get the word anointing from. It means to be set aside, to set aside and to be separated. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 9, what we talked about with Tov concerning the destruction of the temple, There was also massive plagues occurring at that time. Plagues, famines, civil unrest, all that stuff occurring in Israel at that time that led to its destruction. So you have destruction being brought on this religious type of false spirit that was persistent over Israel. And then you also have salvation of a remnant of those people. Now, this is also where we get the context where Peter talks about how judgment first begins in the house of the Lord the church, we need to be very watchful and very careful. So again, we have this central theme of duality. Two different subjects' purpose for two different outcomes, one for judgment and one for salvation. Two choices, faith or doubt, obedience or disobedience, truth or lie. Now, Jesus told us that the trees that do not produce fruit will be cut down. And the purpose and the desire of our Heavenly Father is for us to not just produce fruit, but the Bible tells us to produce much fruit. This is why we have pruning. Now, if you take a look at what's happening over our nation and in our nation's leadership, we have a two-party system, Republicans and Democrats. And at that moment, at the moment, the Senate is evenly divided with a 50 percent 50 split and because vice president uh, Kamala Kamala Harris is the tiebreaker over votes occurring in the Senate Kamala Harris is the vice president which gives gives Democrats a majority lead over the Senate but then again you also have this theme of duality existing now the very same thing also occurred in the 2000 elections just prior to the events of 9/11. There were also an evenly 50-50 split in the Senate at that time, but it was reversed. The Republicans held the majority because of Vice President Dick Cheney, uh, who was Republican. And so there was this also this rogue Republican senator, Senator Jim Jeffords, who switched from Republicans uh, to being an independent, which uh, caucus with the Democrats. Uh, and that happened on June 6th of 2001. Which gave Democrats a 51 to 49 edge uh, and majority. Now, that was just three months prior to the tragic events of 9 11, 20 years ago. You know, many scholars believe and they viewed 9 11 as an imminent warning of judgment to our nation, all because of abortion and progressive idolatry movements and the worship of government. All this occurring 20 years ago. Now, we're seeing the very same exact pattern playing out again. Look at this, 20 years later, but in the exact opposite roles. There is a 50-50 split with a Democratic presidential leadership. There is also at least one rogue Democrat senator, West Virginia senator Joe Monchin, if that's how you say his name, this time, um, who has been siding with Republicans. So now if you look at the presidency, regardless of how you view it, Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. And so if you look at the number 47, as in the 47th president of the United States, take a look at this. If you add the numbers 4 and 7 together, you get the number 11. Again, the number 11 symbolizes chaos and disorder. But if you multiply 11 twice, you get the number 22 which could very well point to a uh, Kamala Harris 2022 presidency or something occurring where we have a dual presidency. Now, I personally believe and I prophesied concerning the Northeast Coast prophecies that I believe not only Kamala Harris will end up as the 47th president of the United States, but also that her appointment as president will serve as an eminent warning sign of coming danger and destruction to our nation. Primarily to the Northeast Coast against four prominent Democratic cities in New York City, Washington, D.C., Boston, and Baltimore. Now, if you've not watched it yet, like I mentioned before, please, when you get a chance, watch the Northeast Coast Prophecies video message and share it. Now, however, just like in the story of the Exodus or with the temple or even in the end times with the 144,000 witnesses, the number 22 can also be associated with salvation. The word light is actually found 264 times in Scripture. And so when 264 is divided by 12, which is the number that symbolizes divine authority, we have 22, which represents light. There are 22 books in the Levitical Old Testament, which is the light of God for Israel. There are 22 generations from Adam to Jacob. And then when Moses raised up the tabernacle of God, there were exactly 22,000 Levites consecrated to serve. Light is used 22 times in the Gospel of John. The 22nd time that John uses the word, he also quotes Jesus. For I have come as a light into the world. Christians are to walk in the light of Christ and be the light of the world. And then around 3 p.m. on Passover, just before dying for the sins of all mankind, Christ quoted from the first verse of Psalm 22 written by King David. The part of the psalm he quoted was the words, Eli, Eli, meaning, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So I believe 2022 will be a year marked by truth. It'll be a year marked by the word of God. It will be marked by retribution as well as salvation there's a possibility where we also may see a major shift in the presidency as well as congressional elections. I believe it will be a defining moment for this nation. I believe 22 can also mark a year of unpresidential level of revival to begin and to be poured out all across this nation as God turns hearts back to Him, whether it be through the events of testing and tribulation or simply by a revelation of truth and through testimony. Jesus told us that trees that do not produce fruit will be cut down. And the purpose and the desire of our Heavenly Father is for us not to just produce fruit, but the Bible says to produce much fruit. This is why that we have uh, pruning. 2022 can very well mark a year of threshing, as in the threshing floor, to separate the seed from real and fake. Now the Bible tells us that each and every single one of us will give an account of our lives uh, for the choices that we make or did not make for the things that we said or did not say. In all of us, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. We will all be held into account by God. And Jesus is our great advocator. If we will have the faith to believe in Him and in His words, if we will have the faith to walk in love and obedience according to the life of Christ, if we will choose to serve one another in Him, everything always begins with choice and what our hearts are set upon. Now, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to get in touch with me or through our website or by email. So as always, guys, stay encouraged. Don't give up. Keep running your race. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. This concludes this message. (laughs)